0: The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. All ideas expressed are opinions and property of host Dr. Dory Lynn or the Center for Relationships, Sexuality, and Spirituality, LLC. It's time for Mindful Matters Love, Sex, Spirit. Your host is Dr. Dory Lynn. Age and experience are an asset, and Dr. Dory has put together experience, stories, some great guests, and connections with you front and center for a fun filled adventure. We invite your participation as well. Now, here is Dr. Dory Lynn.
1: Here is Dr. Darylin. Lynn. I hope you've been listening all along. And you are front and center. You absolutely are. We're going to do something a little bit different today. And I'm going to do it because today, near as we know, is going to be the last show podcast through Voice America. It's possible that I'll come back but we have made an executive decision to then move the show over to YouTube. So you can get to see what I look like. You can participate. You can, in the moment, not only call in, and remember call in is one 346 9141 You can chat away, you can agree, disagree, and we're just going to try and make it a little more interactive and lively for everyone involved as you know uh i'm here with my wonderful visual audio audio visual guy chip and maybe he'll chime in or not but i do want you to know that you can follow me and i'll mention it a number of times on every social media on linkedin instagram Facebook, where there are three accounts, go to the Dr. Dory Lynn, that's the professional account, and you'll see updates about twice a week, Um, Twitter, and what else have I left out? Also, there's my website, drdory.com. I'm going to be activating that and keeping everything very current. So look for me. It's always under Dr. Dore or Dr. Dore Lynn, and uh, just follow me and look for the for the updates. If there are no updates, email me or call me or contact me and say, "Hey, Dr. Dore, where are they? You promised them to me." So, but I do have staff, and we're all banded together to keep you involved and keep me involved with you. So that's where we're going. And remember, I have three books. I'm working on my fourth and about 300, maybe more than that, articles. And those are posted on drdore.com or in various magazines. If you just Google me, you can find articles by or about me in New York Times, Time Magazine, Self, um, 17, um, Atlanta Constitution, Washington Post, New York Times, did I mention that? Uh, just a plethora, many, many, many newspapers. Plus, I've had columns in various newspapers uh, in... Um, The Beacon in Maryland and the Georgetowner, which was one of my favorites in Washington, D.C., they're all still online, still there, still active. So you get to find 40 years or so of my thinking and history and how my thinking has stayed the same and how it's changed. So travel with me as I keep on going and keep on trucking and keep on aging, I hope, or as I say, saging. Uh, it's a blessing. I am so pro-aging. And I'm going to do a show on that. Not today. But uh, just hang out with me. And I don't want to lose you. Keep your comments coming. I do answer everyone that comes in. Keep your calls coming. And uh, we'll just be with you in an even more embracing and direct way. And if there's something I do that you don't like, I welcome that as much as accolades. As a therapist, I was once given a great piece of advice and I was told, if everybody likes you, you're doing something wrong. If everybody hates you, you're doing something wrong. If you have a lot of mixed reactions and controversy, then you're hitting real people and uh You're touching something that people really care about. So negative comments are as welcome as anything positive. Along the shows, as you know, I've dealt with sexuality. I deal a lot with sexuality, but I did use this opportunity to see what else really interested people. And that's one of the reasons I called it Mindful Matters, Love sex, spirit, because other than politics, which you don't need another person, another pundit giving their views on politics, or financial advising, which is not my strongest suit, I really think love, sex, spirit covers the human condition, and um, that's why I chose it. But I also have never dealt directly with mindful matters. And the mind matters. How we think of mindfulness matters. So I thought I would take some time today and talk a little bit about mindful matters. I do want you to know that in the middle of the night I woke up and I was very conflicted. I really wanted to do something fun and funky and erotic on sex and how to keep your sex life alive and toys and boys and ploys and girls and not Epstein kind of girls, not that age. But I really wanted to do something funky and a little way out. I was very tempted. And then I decided, no, I would do the last show on something that really matters to all of us in this very mad world that we are living in. And one of the confusions, I believe, is that we all have a hope for the future. Some of us believe in heaven, some of us believe in an eternal consciousness, some of us believe in reincarnation, some of us believe in nothing. But whatever it is, we still have to live every single day doing our very best. So I like to think that okay. paradise is now, except paradise is really paradise. We all have issues. We all have glitches. And some of us have some very hard, harsh times. There is no way to go through the death of a loved one, a serious illness, a very severe economic setback, the death of a child, which may well be the worst kind of pain a human being can have. It's against the law of nature. Uh, So many things that we stumble through life about. So, Paradise is really what we make it now, and sometimes it's not so easy. Ram Dass, who is a great spiritual teacher in my view, once said about all the spirituality stuff, and I'm quoting him maybe a little bit off, maybe not be an exact quote, he said, well, you ain't got it, unless you keep it on 42nd Street. And by that he meant, we can all go off into the hinterlands or monasteries or churches or avoid people or live in the woods and think we have found peace. But do we really know that we have it unless we're interacting in some of the most chaotic situations? I've always liked that quote. Um, So, paradise is now and what does it really look like? Among the many myths, media and I have lots of beefs with media, even if I'm on it, and the rest of us try to promulgate or try to make happen, is that the one purpose in life is to be happy. I don't know where we got that idea. Thomas Jefferson, who is a pretty profound thinker, only promised life, liberty, and you know the answer, the pursuit of happiness. When I was very young and originally in psychoanalytic training, I'm not a psychoanalyst anymore and I don't practice that way. I've moved on, as you can tell from listening to the, the shows. Excuse me. I was taught as a very young woman, that if one had seven out of 10 good days, that's one week out of 10. If they were relatively good, that was a pretty cool experience. And that was considered a very healthy average. So I like that because most of life has bumps and most every day has a bump in it or one or two or three. And how we handle the bump is how we then build our power and our strength. In other words, we're not expected to be happy all the time. It's a myth. Even the Dalai Lama, who is someone to be admired, I think, has said that he gets up at 3 o'clock, I believe, and he is not the Dalai Lama, he goes into preparation to be serene. He meditates, he practices mindfulness, and then by the time that six o'clock rolls around, he's at peace with himself. And if anyone has ever seen lectures or heard him speak, he is never cross and is always smiling. I believe it's genuine. I've met people like that. Um so the more I got to know people in real life as I was growing up, embracing life, embracing my profession, becoming a writer, becoming a therapist, training therapists, psychotherapists, psychiatrists, psychologists, social workers, helpers in this world, the more I got to know the underbelly, the real ways that people function. I got to understand that life really does have its downs and ups. And for various reasons, as I've talked about in the show previously, some of us have more up days than down and vice versa. Or we go through periods that are so crummy we wonder how we'll survive. And then we keep on going and suddenly the sun breaks. Life can be like that, at least in most of America. The concept of mindfulness has arisen in American culture partially to counter the madness that so many of us feel we live with, either with ourselves, our families, our societies. And when I use the word madness, I don't mean it as insanity in a real way. Life is pretty chaotic, If one lives in a city, it can be more chaotic. If one lives in the country or a small town, believe it or not, it can be equally chaotic. It's just not as visible. There are just as many divorces, rapes, unhappy people, opium, opium, uh, pills. In fact, statistically, some places that are considered quiet and serene actually have more abuse and more difficulty with living than places one would expect. There are reasons for this. Uh, and frequently, it has to do with a culture or with not knowing tools about how to get through difficult times. Remember, this is Dr. Dory. At one 346 9141 and today I'm veering a little bit and I'm going to talk about why I believe mindfulness matters and why sex, love, and spirit are like a three-legged stool that bolster us and that most of us don't have all three legs. We really don't. And how in the world are we supposed to have them when we don't see it very often? 52% of couples get divorced. Children do not have very many happy families. Uh, We have mass shootings that are in our face. We have personal problems. Where do we learn how to find peace within. Going to church or synagogue or temple or wherever you may uh, pray or not, once a week, gives one a community. But it doesn't always give peace. And that's simply a truism. So, society living can be pretty rough. And media because we do live in a media-driven society, media's main task has become not to inform as it did when I was growing up, but rather to gain and keep an audience, whether it's print, TV, radio, or um, movies. It does nothing. Most media, listen loudly, listen clearly, Most media does nothing to ease most people's anxieties. The purpose of media is to keep an audience. And the way you keep an audience generally is to keep everything going quickly and violence and sex sell. So, helping people slow down and intellectually follow something that really is of interest exists, but it is not the usual main media, nor is it everybody's cup of tea. And an example of that was when USA Today first came out, and it broke the mold of newspapers. I don't know how many of you have ever seen USA Today or read it but it took news and just condensed it. This was even before the advent of major internet and condensed it into tiny little bite-sized pieces so that you really didn't have to think very much and you could just absorb too much, too soon, too quickly and get very anxious and concerned and confused. So media's main job is to keep you attached, whether it's a magazine, newspaper, TV, movie, um, radio, listening to me. I hope I don't keep you attached with anxiety, but it on the whole, there's nothing to alleviate people's anxiety, depression, fear, and especially their sense of helplessness in today's world we're bombarded and none of us or very few of us can tolerate the bombardment so one thing you can do to find a little peace is to turn off whatever you're listening to your cell phone your media remember i talked about how many people sw- how many times a day people swipe on their phone Uh, Learn to communicate, learn to sit still, learn to um, be quiet, learn to have a serious conversation. Remember how to touch. Touch soothes, not just sex, not just intercourse, but touch soothes. I often tell people that with aging people, not just saging, but aging people, if you happen to be have the gift of washing their hair, wash it with love. Let them know they are touched. Let them know that you're performing more than a necessary activity. Let them know that you care. Simple things like touch in the most non-sexual way not only help people feel better, but physiologically it releases endorphins and hormones. So it physiologically, emotionally, psychologically, and perhaps even with our souls, one feeds on the other. This is Dr. Dory, Dr. Dory Lynn at Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit, one 346 9141 And remember you'll be able to follow me on all social media. That is, I think I have them all down. They're coming from my head. Twitter, Facebook. Facebook, it's Dr. Dori Lynn. Dori Lynn is my personal account. You can get to it. But my kids have pleaded, Mom, please keep your professional life separate from your personal life. So I try to respect that and try not to post uh, the the show topics that I'm passionate about and leave a little piece for my kids, and they know that I can like something about a grandchild or about a friend or about a meal, and the whole world isn't going to comment. My kids have taught me that. They really said, Mom, you've got to do this for us, which I am glad to do. Again, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, uh, which I am not adept at, but my staff is. So we're going to do more on Instagram, Facebook, and, of course, my website, drdory.com, where you can see my history, my present, and my future, and you can interact. And then as we hit my YouTube channel, which will be Dory. Dot com uh, I believe Dr. Dari at YouTube just you'll just Google uh, you'll be able to join me. I do have a YouTube channel and I have uh, embarrassingly I have to confess that not only cannot I can I not find the password but my entire staff that has worked with me for over 20 years, that is my web people, my assistants, people who have had access forever. Not one of us has been able to reactivate my YouTube. If there's anybody out there who is more text I almost said sex savvy. That's an interesting slip. But more text savvy and more internet savvy than any of us, email. Call me and say, this is all you need to do. We cannot find my password. So you can find some of my past YouTubes from uh, a lot of my media. And you can find that on on YouTube. And you can find it on my website, drdari.com. But nobody, not one of us knows how to add something new. So maybe the new YouTube will be Dr. Dari number two or Dr. Dory A1, or something really cool, or come in, make a suggestion. Dr. Dory Sage, Dr. Sexy Savvy Sage, you help me promote what I'm trying to do, because this is my way of giving to you. It's important that you care the way I care about what goes on in the world, and I'll be a voice, and you can agree or disagree. But we have to acknowledge that the days of uh, Father Knows Best, June Cleaver, Little House on the Prairie, as soothing, calming entertainment, that's mostly over. It's, it is not the world we live in. And uh, we live in a pretty chaotic world. I have been on this kick since the mass shootings, as you know. And please post on my Facebook, Dr. Dore. Some people have said some interesting comments, and I've learned as well. So why do I think mindfulness matters? And what is mindfulness? It's a very common word that we Bandy about all the time. People talk about mindfulness training. Um, But how has it emerged? Almost as an antidote to some of the drum and strung and chaos that we're living in. Mindfulness is a word, it's a method, and it's a discipline and it takes time. And the importance of it, from my point of view, is if we don't learn how to have some inner peace, and if we don't appreciate the good times, and learn how to embrace and love each other and the good times, we have no reserve for when the going gets tough. Again, this is Dr. Doré at Mindful Matters Love, Sex, Spirit. And you can contact me at 1-888-346-9141. And remember, my books are out there. Uh, Sex for Grownups, which was my most fun book, and I'm going to take pieces of that and rework them into much smaller components so that it's an easy read Fun, fun read, not a great big book that is is just too much information in my view. Uh, Then I have a book on caregiving, which is called When the Man You Love Is Ill, Taking Care of Your Partner, Taking Care of Yourself While Taking Care of Your Partner. And I have mentioned before, I lost the battle on that, uh, both books were published by very good publishers. The uh, Sex for Grown Ups is now with Simon & Schuster. Mindful of um, Taking Care of Your Partner, Taking Care of Your Man. Uh, it was with Avalon. They're both good publishers. And I didn't want the word man. When I wrote it, my agent and others influenced me, and yes, I can be influenced, and yes, I can make mistakes, and that was a mistake, I wanted it to be called when your partner or the person you love is ill and not specify it. It was at a time when, sadly, AIDS had just started. Uh, The whole idea of being a caregiver was in the news, and we had learned something Quite devastating. It's not quite as true now that women would usually stick around and take care of a sick person. Uh, at the same time, women would try and wear so many hats, they would lose their heads. And I'm saying that metaphorically. And they would get sick too. So it was very important to reach women and say, You must learn to take care of yourself as well as the person you're taking care of. I wouldn't do it the same way today, but it was done then. Sadly, in those days, it was also statistically true that men with illness would often flee. And I have a personal story, argue with me if you wish, about what I know about Newt Gingrich, who when his wife was in the hospital with uh, breast cancer, walked in, so the story goes, I wasn't there and asked her for a divorce. To me, that's not a very kind way to deal with a crisis. There have to be kinder ways. Now, Newt, you can call me and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. I'd be happy to take your call. But that is the story that I've always known, and it always bothered me. But it was kind of prototypical that men were considered, they would just bolt. And it wasn't that they were so mean. They didn't know how to deal with illness. They didn't know how to deal with not being in control. And that's how the title of the book evolved. The first book which is called Getting Sane Without Going Crazy, had the best title of all, I think. Uh, My personal, one should never do this, but it is not my favorite book. Uh, It was, too; it had too many ideas that I was too young to try and deal with. And uh, the ideas are still there and I've grown into them. They were really ideas about psychology, spirituality, mindfulness. I had just returned from India, from traveling around the world. I've visited about eighty countries, lived in a few, and I was trying to integrate Eastern and Western thought. There are a lot of interesting ideas. I just don't think the book is lives up to its title, although the the title catapulted me to fame because, man, what a cool title, Getting Sane Without Going Crazy. We all want that. It just resonates with people. So that was pretty cool. So I'm still, many years later, dealing with the same topics, but now I have some depth, I believe, and some passion, some compassion, some wisdom, and I'm able to talk about issues in smaller pieces, not in that whole general sense. Mm-hmm. Remember, this is Dr. Dory at one 346 9141 So if you're going to run out and buy a book, get the sex one. That's my favorite. If you're in a caregiving situation, that's a good one. They're, they're both good books, um, I humbly say. I don't mean it uh, in an arrogant way. They're filled with information, and I enjoyed writing them, and they're very, very different. Uh, Getting Sane Without Going Crazy, well, the title is a lot more interesting, and maybe I'll go back to that and try and update it in some new and more interesting fashion. In a more interesting fashion. So, I'm going to go back to mindfulness uh, again. Uh, I think it might be time for a break before I go into that. And I'm actually going to take a second, ask, let's take a break, and I'll go into mindfulness. <laughs>
0: Dr. Dory Lynn's latest book, Sex for Grown-Ups, reveals the truths, lies, and must-tries for great sex after 50. Now published by Simon & Schuster, this book shows that no matter the age, sex can be a wonderful experience. But there are efforts that need to be taken. Read the book, try some of the suggestions, and live a happier life with better sex. Right now, for a limited time, mention Voice America. And get 20% off the book when you email Dr. Dory at drdory.com. That's D R D O R R E E at drdory.com. Tune in to Lead Up
1: for Women.
0: Fridays at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Mindful Matters Love, Sex, Spirit with Dr. Dory Lynn. We want to hear from you today at 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to drdory at drdory.com. Now back to Mindful Matters Love, Sex, Spirit.
1: This is Dr. Dory with Mindful Matters as Love, sex, spirit encompasses the world as far as I'm concerned. And I, in case you've missed and you're before the break, this is my last show with Voice America as of now, although there'll be some repeats. And the podcast will go on at your favorite podcast center, any place you want to go, for a number of months. And we'll either continue with podcasts or we'll move it to a more visual medium such as my YouTube channel or a new YouTube channel. Just look for drdore.com and look at social media and we'll keep you upgraded and updated. We'll post on Dr. Dore Lynn. No, I think it's Dr. Dore on Facebook. I don't know if the Lynn is on in there or not. Uh, Twitter. LinkedIn, Instagram, and of course, drdare.com. I haven't touched TikTok yet, and don't know if I will. I don't know if we can handle one more social media, anything. But today, I was talking about the chaos of the world, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself and my adventures and why mindfulness matters to me personally. As many of you know, I am 78. Please go look me up. Go to drdari.com You'll see real live pictures from the time I was a kid a very young kid a baby to just about now and you'll see how I have saged and you'll see me. I'm age positive I'm not Trying to hide anything, and you'll see who I am. I think aging with health and wisdom, if you are blessed with those, are gifts to be used. And I want to say a little bit about my own life. I grew up in New York City uh, for most of my life in Manhattan, went to school in. New York City, at the new school and at NYU, uh, lived in Greenwich Village. You can imagine how thrilled my parents were. In fact, they forbade me, and um, I went anyway. I was not the easiest young woman to raise, I admit, and I wish my parents were still alive, and I would say, I'm sorry. I gave them a very hard time, but I did uh, live it in Greenwich Village during the chaos of birth control developing, uh, bra burning, the Vietnam War. There was uh, F for Peace. There was a lot of wild stuff going on. Fortunately or unfortunately, I was also academic. So there's a lot that I missed out on. I never made it as a genuine hippie, sorry to say, in some ways. Uh, But I loved living in the village during that time. Bobby Zimmerman, known as Bob Dylan, was one of my next-door neighbors. The Circle in the Square Theater was across the street when I lived on Bleecker Street. Figaro's Cafe, all these landmarks. Uh, Stonewall was one of the places my husband and I, because I got married in my early 20s, would just go to for a local neighborhood bar, and it was a pretty adventuresome life. I wasn't trained to be a teacher, but one summer I needed some money, and New York City needed teachers in those days. And in one summer, I got my teaching certificate for every grade possible. So what did New York City do? They took this 98-pound, um, curvaceous, long, blonde hair, young woman who didn't know what she was doing, and put me to teach at an all-boys Junior high, where most of the boys were 16 or 17, on 137th Street, which, if anyone knows New York, is the middle of Harlem. I will not tell you my adventures, but I will say that the boys understood that I was pretty naive. They really did. And while there were some real rough kids, and it wasn't safe, a group of young boys surrounded me and made sure that I was safe and took care of me and walked me to the subway. Uh, and it was an amazing, wonderful experience. Difficult, but I was—I never had a bad experience. The, the boys really took care of me. Something I did do instinctively was it was the days of Dick and Jane and Spot, and I looked at these kids and I said, Why in the world would they ever learn to read about Dick and Jane and Spot, if anybody remembers that? So I threw out the books, which the Board of Education was not happy with me about. I didn't throw them out. I just didn't use them. And I brought in menus. uh, And I figured these guys would learn to read if they knew where their money was going and if they were taking out a date and they wanted to know what something costs, and they wanted to be able to read a menu and be big men, uh, they would learn to read. So that was the way I taught, was mostly from menus. And uh, it was a pretty cool experience. And then I went on to do a lot of other things. Back to school, I had a radio show. I was director of children's programming. I had a major network at a very young age. and. Uh, My career just flourished in different ways, but I became interested, so I had a pretty raucous youth, and fortunately, my husband was supportive of me and supportive of my continuing my education. I want to remind people that women did not go to graduate school very often in those days, and at one point, I was only one of two women in my graduate school. That was not easy. Uh, but after traveling to the East, I had started practicing. I didn't think the way I practiced was substantial and the way that it would help people. It just wasn't fast enough for our current day and age. So with my late husband, uh, we traveled, And we traveled all over the world for a year, traveled in Asia, traveled in New Zealand, traveled in Europe, traveled in Asia, as I said, Asia, Australia. Uh, We scuba dived. I was a scuba diver. Uh, We flew planes. I flew planes. I wouldn't today. And for a year, we met with great people. We met with wealthy people. And we would travel out into the hinterlands where People often hadn't seen a Caucasian before. I remember living with Fijians out in the islands, and they treated us extremely well. And one develops a knowledge of cultures through travel. Uh, We were young, adventurous, and maybe brave, and maybe not so brave, and maybe not so wise, but we kept going. By the time I hit India... I was fascinated by Eastern philosophy and challenged how to bring back a lot of what I learned and saw to my Western culture. I was so influenced that I brought back two Indian children uh, and raised them. One is adopted officially, one wasn't. So 40-some-odd years ago, before it was PC, there I was with an interracial family and um, just trying to figure it out as I went along. So I became interested in alternative ways of thinking and healing. How did I then get to mindfulness? I was a pretty brainy young woman. So one of the things I did was become interested in yoga. And one of the reasons I gravitated to yoga is it was something I was drawn to for mind, body, and spirit, and I couldn't think. The idea of yoga is to basically pay attention to one's breath, whatever the postures or asanas are, It's really about breathing and not thinking. And to this day, 40 years later, I still go four or five times a week. People ask why I go to class, and it's very simple. I say, one, by myself I cheat. I just kind of like doing what I like to do and what I'm good at. So I go, pick a good teacher and go. And the other is I love the energy of the group, and I like taking my what's called monkey mind, my thinking mind and leave it out in the room and just pay attention to somebody else. We all need mentors, teachers, spiritual people, uh, educators. doesn't matter what your discipline, but we all are in a position to have teachers and be teachers. That's the beauty of life. We are both. Anyone who's been a parent, And a child knows that you have multiple roles. So I became interested in mindfulness and actually still practice it because I still go to yoga, which I attribute very much. I'm putting in a bit of an ad. I am blessedly healthy and I think yoga has had a great deal to do with it. Movement has a great deal to do with it. And I have been a organic and organic vegetarian who cheats off and on for 40 years so um that's been a lifestyle it doesn't mean i'm perfect doesn't mean i don't have my uh binges but there are some things i literally can't eat anymore because my body won't take it like a good piece of steak my body just says hey We're not used to chomping that thing through your system. You're not, you eat that lady, you're gonna be sick the next morning. So life has a way of developing oneself. So what exactly is mindfulness and why has it taken over so much today? Well, mindfulness is a way of hopefully finding peace in a frantic world. It's a very simple form of meditation. It was little known in the West until relatively recently. It does not necessarily involve yoga. And it's a kind of meditation, I like the word meditation instead of medication. It's a kind of meditation that consists of focusing your full attention in the moment, usually on your breathing. And most spiritual disciplines, most religions, have some form of mindfulness, whether it's in Catholicism and counting rosary beads or um, peacefulness in, in a church or a temple. The idea is to stop thinking and pay attention to what is going on inside of you and in the world around you and to calm yourself so that you can really be loving. Uh, Do I think it works? It does. If you Google mindfulness, you can find one app after another, one website after another that will tell you different ways to get to mindfulness. Generally, Aspects of yoga come into it, but generally the idea is to sit still, sit upright, not lie down, not go to bed, sit upright, take deep breaths, and there are different mechanisms for breathing. And the internet, it's one of the nice things about technology, the internet is filled with apps and directions to tell you how to do it. And um, it sounds simple, but it's very hard to do. I don't know how many of you have actually tried to empty your minds and think of nothing. That's like telling someone, don't think of the elephant in the room, and then all they go is, big elephant, big elephant, big trunk. Is it pink? Is it green? Or is it yellow? The minute you tell somebody not to think about something instinctively, the human, human beings tend to rebel, and they think about that. So thinking of nothing is very difficult. And one of the best techniques is, oh, repeating a word over and over again, often a mantra, which is Sanskrit, which is a word that is used uh, to, to dovetail with musical sim- symbols, in, that the brain waves attach to. So, the reason Sanskrit is often used is it's very ancient. We often say that meditation and yoga was the first free medication um, in existence because it didn't cost you anything and it was actually designed to heal the body. Uh, you can time it, you can use a kitchen timer, you can do. Uh, Tell Alexa when you should stop, whatever your method. And the idea is to sit still, sit straight, and think about nothing. And I advise you, I urge you, when this show is over, which it will be very shortly, to uh, try and sit still, sit quietly, and think about nothing. It's helpful to close your eyes. It's helpful to always pay attention to breathing, to your breathing. People often say, follow your breath. There are many little quirky, twerky, lovely techniques, but one thing that mindfulness does, and one of the reasons it's taken so much front and center in our news and media is it is a way to, without pills, to help calm yourself. So I like the idea of mindfulness. I like that we pay attention to what we do and we're not careless. Uh, I think most of us go through life quite carelessly, not meaning to, but we just don't think about what we're doing and how it impacts other people that's our society, or we're so upset by the things that are happening to us or that are on media, that calming ourselves and paying attention to how we are in this world, I believe in a loving, kind and compassionate way makes a difference. Not that we all may not have tempers and we may not flare up and those things exist, But there's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry if you do something that is hurtful. So rather than talk about sex, love, spirit, spirit, love, sex, I thought I would end the show with my rap about mindfulness. Remember, you can call in at 1-888-346-9141, and you can follow where my own journey goes, and invite me into yours on drdari.com, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, uh, through my books Sex for Grownups. Dr. Dari reveals the truth, lies, and must tries for great sex after 50, uh, although it's really got a lot of Wonderful information for anyone at any age. Uh, And sex does not have an expiration date. Love does not have an expiration date. Spirit does not have an expiration date. As long as we are alive, we are sentient feeling human beings. Invite me into your homes, your hearts. I will follow where you wish me to lead sometimes. And I will take the lead and ask you to join me. Remember, you can listen on podcast, YouTube, probably not until November. And this this show will be uh, on Voice America, I believe, for another three months. If not, you can always follow it on any podcast center of your choice. Thank
0: you. Thank you for being a part of our show. Mindful Matters, Love, Sex, Spirit can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be sure to join Dr. Dori Lane for another exciting show next week.